0: Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
1: Today in 1703, English novelist Daniel Defoe is made to stand in the pillory as punishment for offending the government and the church with his satire, The Shortest Way with Dissenters.
0: Welcome to What the Fuck History, where we discuss the wackiest and weirdest things that make us say, well, what the fuck history. I am your dealer, Zachary. You really want to hit on a 17? Okay, but don't say I didn't warn you.
1: Hi, I'm Megan, and my friendly advice for today is respect the drip.
2: And I'm Matt. Today I learned that all it takes to turn a fat man's legs into jelly is 40 goblet squats to a bench.
1: Goblin squats.
2: Oh, and in information that I learned that actually is interesting to everyone else, hermit crabs will sometimes form lines to do, like, one big shell swap. Ooh. <laughs> That's kind of cool, right? No, I like that. You get a
0: new shell. You get a new shell.
2: <laughs> Everybody, look under your chairs. Yeah. You get a new shell. Can you imagine? They literally, like... Like, one hermit crab will take its shell off, and if it finds a shell that's a little too big, it will stay by that shell until more hermit crabs arrive, and then they will just do, like... A line dance of shell shedding.
1: <laughs> Just do a little swap. So I'm picturing two things. One, that uh, car salesman meme where, like, the hermit crab slaps the top of this. <laughs> and you, can fit...
2: you can fit so many shells <laughs> you in this. You can fit
1: so many crabs in this baby. In this baby. <laughs> and the other one is what happens if you come to shell swap, uh, trademarked, and uh, you bring, like, a piece of trash, like a broken solo cup, and they're like, Larry, that's
2: is this a good that's home? not a show, not a good show, <laughs> not a good show, Larry. Um, so the other cool thing about today's episode is that we have our first sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Death Roll Apparel, a Florida-bred, satanic, unapologetically in-your-face clothing company that takes a stand against racism and religion. And also parties with the best of them. I don't know when our shirts are arriving, but they sent us some pretty cool... They're arriving tomorrow. They sent us some pretty cool shirts. Tomorrow, yay! I was really gunning for the the shirt that says, Grab Racists by the Pussy, but they didn't have it in my size. So I had to settle for a different one. (laughs) (laughs) But do you know what's really great? What is really great?
0: I have a bunch of stickers that say that for you. Oh, oh so good. No. <laughs> Finally yeah, they gave us a whole know. bunch of swag. Uh, yeah, Death Roll has been really kind to us as our first sponsor. They sent us some really awesome t-shirts. Uh, I know if anyone listened to the last episode, I talked about how I was wearing my Meaner Than a Junkyard Dog t-shirt, which was is now my favorite shirt. Uh, but yeah, they sent us the shirts. They sent us a whole bunch of stickers, uh, some really great stuff from them.
2: Yeah, so look forward to us talking about them probably a little bit more in the future.
1: I'm really excited for my shirt. It has, like, a praying lady, but, like, with the satanic cross. And I just think the satanic satanic cross, like, if we're going to really talk about the The drip. The satanic cross is really pretty. It's really pretty. Like, that is the true drip.
2: It is drip. Okay, Taters and Tots, we have played a game (laughs) of Rock 'em, Sock 'em robots. And the order for tonight is Megan, then Zach, then myself. Take it away, children.
1: Children? Okay,
2: me.
0: Plural, children. You You are the plural (laughs) of children.
2: I'm the plural of children. I need you to speak in tongues. I, really I was gonna work. say,
0: for me, if you were addressing me, children would make sense because I constantly tell people I'm just two Muppets in a trench coat.
1: Uh, so yeah. <laughs> that's a very. Jokes on you! I'm
2: Muppet Man. I absolutely that's... love that, and I need you to use it as an intro someday. Oh, I will. Don't you is worry. Is that
1: is that on your online dating profile?
0: No, but it should be. Yeah. Uh, also, single ladies, uh,
1: hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> hit your boy up. Hit your boy up. Hit your boy It's been a up. real
0: long time since the pandemic, and I'm a little touch starved. Open up this trench coat and release all the Muppets. Uh, Zach, Zach, to Zach. You. We have stuff Excuse
1: to do. me. It's not touch starved. It's skin starved. Thank you. Uh, well. Tomato potato. Hey. No, one of them sounds a lot scarier. <laughs>
2: not, not to peel back the curtain too much, but uh, you guys have places to be, and I've got people to see, so let's get That's this ball rolling, Megan.
1: Alright, so our first story of the night. Uh, so one of my favorite things about stories uh, from Florida is that they are always batshit, and the news headlines <laughs> that report on them like really reflect that like unapologetically. Hell so yeah, brother. They definitely do. Like, whoever's writing the, the headlines for these stories, they know who their audience is.
0: Thanks, Sunshine Laws.
1: <laughs> Thanks, Sunshine Laws. Uh, so for this story, I think we're going to call it Florida Man Terrorizes Town, Forcing Federal Government to Step In.
2: Ooh. <laughs> I immediately need to know more about Florida Man.
1: Yeah. Well. I'm immediately
2: are wrecked with anticipation. He's like the worst superhero by the way. He's the
1: worst <laughs> or the best really because he, he has really, so many yeah, powers. No, he could be. So, our story takes place on a small island off the north, north gulf coast of Florida, and it's in a town called Cedar Key. It's not huge, but in the 1930s, there was a mayor there that had big dreams, and his dreams were to be a dictator, pretty much. Hell yeah! Um, Who doesn't
2: want to rule the fucking world?
1: Yeah, from a small gulf coast island.
2: A very, very tiny Floridian <laughs> island.
1: You know, it's not the first time we've talked about a ruler of a small culture. Cult <laughs> this is true.
0: Uh, I just have to ask: uh, Did this mayor give himself uh, the key
1: to the city? Um, it's a so, joke
0: because it's the Florida Keys and key to the city. Yeah, no, never mind. I'm going to see no, myself out. Yeah, no, no you
1: can you can leave. Thank you. <laughs> so I was going to
0: do the bit where I walk out again, but I've done that too much.
1: You have. That's. it's your thing at this point let's proceed so the problems with in cedar key came to the attention of president harrison when a woman wrote him a letter calling for an investigation into what she called outrageous conduct by a habitual drunkard which doesn't sound like presidential attention worthy Mm -hmm. um until she elaborates more so the the guy she's talking about his name is william Cottrell, and in her letter she recounts how Cottrell was harassing the locals like for instance he forced a black man to parade through town and cost him he made his own sister a widow after dueling her husband the men in the town couldn't confront him or win because he would just shoot them so very dictator worthy. <laughs> this is how I
2: solve most
0: of my problems. Yeah, I was gonna say besides the blatant racism, uh,
2: this guy sounds like he knows how to party.
1: He definitely did know how to party. So,
2: <laughs> yeah, but, if you can uh, ignore the racism for a second, guys, this guy fucking parties. Yeah, he
1: he. I slaps, think that's the tagline. That's the
0: tagline to all of history. If you can ignore the racism, yeah. this guy I, slaps. Yeah, no,
2: I think. Yeah. Once again, we do have to remind listeners to the podcast that history will always be just a little bit racist,
1: or a lot, you or know? a lot or in a the lot. case of or this this one guy yeah, who this, is this guy arguably racist. terrible. Yeah. So. Now, the town of Cedar Key wouldn't matter if in the 19th century it wasn't a strategic supply depot for various American wars and trade. So having a mayor with well-documented like homicidal mood swings uh, wasn't in the federal government's best interests, if you can imagine.
2: Can you elaborate Um, as to why?
1: Well, here it is. So his his behavior, his weird behavior really started in 1889 uh, when it was found that he liked to use firearms to intimidate his constituents, as we have seen. Mm -hmm. Um, He also forced another black man at gunpoint to beat a telegraph operator into unconsciousness. Of
2: course.
1: Um, He held women at stores hostage at gunpoint because he was bored. I don't know why. (laughs)
2: Sounds uh, a lot and, like he was trying to grab women by the pussy, except he yeah. used a gun instead.
1: Yeah, he was actually instead of his uh. hands, he just used guns. Look, um, I'm just
2: saying that like if this was unacceptable way back then, a guy threatening to go down to Fifth Avenue and shoot someone in the face and not lose any voters, that that was that's also, be- anyways.
1: Maybe things haven't changed.
2: (laughs) Maybe they haven't at all. Certainly
1: not. (laughs) And also as a child, he used a pocket knife to stab an old man who corrected him once.
2: Yeah, but like- How is this guy not in jail? Let's be honest. (laughs) Sometimes you just have to stab the old to motivate them.
1: No, that's true. Like, you gotta- Everyone needs to stay in their own lane. We can't ship them out on icebergs
0: anymore, so I guess we'll just have to shank them.
1: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> don't don't talk to me about my grammar, old man.
2: Timmy, what are you doing with that knife? <laughs> Anyways.
1: Is it bad that all I can think
2: of is the
0: fucking robot from uh, Futurama? Ha
2: ha! Oh, yeah. Oh, the, my God, uh, yeah. He's like, I like to stab
1: <laughs> things. <laughs> I like to stab!
2: I'm just going to stand that's here true. and practice my stabbing.
1: <laughs> yeah, and that's just like, it's him at like eight years old. Just so, like... With a knife.
2: I need you to tell me more about this dictator mayor.
1: Oh yeah, so I'm I'm still getting to it. Also, the local hel- hotel was pockmarked with bullet holes because he uh, was drunkenly pursuing a patron there for no reason other than violence. Woo! Yeah, I mean, so th- these are some of his crimes. I
2: speak for everyone in this group that we all wake up and choose violence, and it sounds like this guy did yeah. too.
1: This guy did too, but to yeah. like a great to, like, no, I like choose... okay,
2: again. Yes, he is an elevated form of the violence (laughs) that all of us choose on a daily basis.
1: Yeah, he just acts on it, you know. Uh, So some of these accounts might have been exaggerated, but for the most part, people reported that he was like pretty much a terror. He was out of control to the point where his great grandnephew reported that uh, when people talk about him, when he's not intoxicated, he's like a normal person. He behaves, he gets along, but when you throw some whiskey in him, he turns into Billy the kid, which so I thought what was... you're saying
0: is the one person the one person that prohibition should have actually helped
1: really
0: <laughs> yeah. just hurt
1: yeah, it really it really hurt him man. Um he his grand also recounted them when Cottrell was uh racing the family schooner uh, another boat passed him and he immediately ran for his gun to shoot the people and he had to be held back by his family members
0: hold me back um
1: yeah hold me back or i'm gonna so now at this point after i've listed all these things you might be wondering uh like how the fuck he became mayor right This happened
2: oh, yeah. before he was mayor
1: Oh, yeah, like, a lot of these things happened before he was mayor.
2: Way to bury the fucking lead, kiddo! Did you say that before, or was I supposed to find that out on my own?
1: Yeah, so, uh, yeah, he threatened a lot of people at gunpoint before he even became mayor.
2: Okay, well... I bet I can guess how he became mayor. Okay, so here's the thing. like threatening people at gunpoint. Here's the thing.
1: (laughs) He went to everyone's house.
2: I can say with confidence now that nothing has changed. (laughs)
1: <laughs> no nothing literally nothing has changed especially in the state of florida well um
2: yeah no
1: like please i'd like to hear your argument but...
2: <laughs> no like, no my my point is that like it's worse now is florida no, contagious I... <laughs> like
1: do you catch being floridian by being next to a floridian <laughs> Is
2: that? <what laughs> i'm no what i uh, yeah no continue I, please tell me how you got elected mayor
1: i don't want to catch the florida daddy anyway um, i've
2: been to florida once am i a floridian
1: now i god i hope not i've been in contact with you
2: oh oh no (laughs) the the suntan it's
1: seeping in (laughs) it's seeping in so the answer is his family was connected his dad was a state senator
2: his brother Uh, owned a store
1: in town he married a woman from a politically well-connected family what do you want for christmas Christmas this year son i want
2: to be a mayor
1: I want to be a mayor. But then, when he got elected, he just, like, disappeared for a whole month. Well, and pe-
2: it sounds like he did the community a favor.
1: Yeah, no, yeah. He, he did. Because when he came back, people just wished that he had it. That's like, fair. they were like, oh, no, he's here.
2: That so is uh,
1: the federal government oh, no. then, then establishes J.H. Pinkerton uh, in Cedar Key to be the... Um, the new customs inspector and immediately Cottrell hates him he has a problem with him and he's like i'm gonna kill you because i don't <laughs> like you so much. Oh <laughs> naturally. God.
0: naturally that's what you do
1: yeah and i don't i know it's weird but threatening to kill a federal employee is frowned upon both today and in 1890
2: is uh, i never would have no. guessed that is it
1: though? uh it's supposed to be
2: okay it's- so see <laughs> things might be a little bit worse nowadays than they were no then-days. yeah
1: that's true that's true now you can just um i'm throwing something out there to the wind that's completely preposterous uh invade the u.s capital and yeah. not
2: that would never fucking happen it-
1: I know that's so weird. That's I'm saying like that's a logical and face a, no that's... and
2: face no consequences for it. That would And never face absolute
1: yeah, that would actually Not never in this happen. country.
2: Yeah, not in this country. Fuck. Not today. <laughs> Just <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Uh, um, shit. if anyone had any questions about our political leanings before yeah now, they, now they, <laughs> i don't think now anyone's they, ever had any questions about our political leanings
1: yeah well you know like like we said grab racist by the pussy no uh, no apologies we'll not be taking questions at this time uh so pinkerton after he was threatened. Uh, sends off a quick telegram to washington and it's like we gotta do something about this guy (laughs) this guy's fucking nuts
2: fun fact stop this guy threatened me day one stop (laughs) send help stop
1: (laughs) seriously not cool (laughs) stop
0: Uh, he's got guns. Yeah, stop. No, like, like all this like, stop. Imagine Bring imagine more guns. If you, could stop.
2: Do, if you could do that in a telegraph. Stop. Stop. <laughs> stop.
1: Uh, no, that got, that was in the, the, um, oh, that the was telegram. The yeah. Got you. Yeah. No, it was, it was a iOS update yeah, to yeah, the yeah. telegraph.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: For sure. <laughs> like, With a monkey, yeah, like, Apple for that great update to the telegraph.
1: It was a te- it was an Apple update to the telegraph. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so after the next few weeks, the, the fe- feud escalated to the point where Cottrell shows up outside the customs house and demands that the city marshal shoot the gods damn republican son of a bitch and then (laughs) and then proceeded to call him a bunch of names and uh say that he'd make cedar key hell for this guy if he stayed (sighs) So Pinkerton then sends another telegraph to Washington. He's like, "Seriously, we need to we need to have a federal investigation." Guys,
2: I don't know who let this guy run a town, but like, (laughs) we should stop that.
1: Yeah, he's like, (laughs) "We gotta do something." And so Harrison, uh, President President Harrison, was like, "Okay, I believe you." Uh, And then the Navy showed up.
2: I'm so yeah. Here's the thing: he sends one right he yeah, sends one telegraph sends one, and he's like hey bud, this guy we shouldn't be fucking around with this guy this guy should not be running a town and harrison's like yeah lols we'll get to it and then he sends another one some months later i'm assuming and yeah it's just like, mean,
1: this is after a few weeks i guess yeah okay
2: um, so like not even a month later and he's like no but legitimately yeah, this guy's this guy's a fucking threat."
1: Yeah, this I am guy surprised is a he did
0: not send that second telegram. Like mere minutes later. <laughs> mere like, mere no, minutes- seriously, <laughs> I'm in danger.
1: Uh, he's like, no, seriously, this is a problem. I picture
2: this conversation going a little different now in the Telegraph, where it's like, "Lol, this guy is a fucking idiot." Yeah,
1: and then like
2: two hours later, another Telegraph that comes through like oh big problem
1: yeah he's an idiot
0: but he's an idiot with guns
1: uh so then when the navy shows up katrell's like this is too rich for my blood and he pieces out (laughs) i can't duel an
2: entire (laughs) ship
1: (laughs) i can't do it i can't shoot my way through this one boys um And he eludes capture by heading up the uh, the Suwannee River uh, out of the Navy boat's reach. And he makes his way all the way to Alabama, where he's taken into custody. But because it's Alabama, they're like, whatever. Laws <laughs> are very loose here. Um, and he was soon released on bond, but it didn't take long for him to be back on his bullshit right and he was arrested for heavily drinking and picking a fight with a restaurant manager and then threatening to kill the montgomery alabama police chief in a duel Hell uh, yeah. yeah so he the next morning at 11, he's, 11
2: o'clock he's nothing Cottrell, consistent
1: he is so consistent he's, and this is like the one thing i appreciate about him is his consistency <sighs> his dedication to the craft if you will consistency is key Yeah. So the next morning at eleven, he was like, "I challenge this dude to a duel. I'm gonna challenge this guy to a duel." He arrives in front of the police station, but this is Alabama, so the police chief didn't even let him get out of the carriage before he shot him twice with a (laughs) double barrel (laughs) shotgun. Fuck yeah! Literally, like, didn't give him a chance, and so like, one bullet hits him in the torso. The next hits him in the eye, and the the sheriff just leaves him to die in the street. Oh. he's like i literally like you did you did nothing more he fucked
0: around and he found out
1: out. he came out so like this wasn't how president harrison wanted to solve the problem but he kind of shrugged and said good enough it's not a problem anymore uh and to this modern
0: problems require (laughs) modern solutions it
1: requires alabama solutions really (laughs) Um, and, like, today, Cottrell isn't really talked about in Cedar Key, but, like, if I was the Town Tourism Bureau, that would be, like, the only thing I was advertising.
0: <laughs> this is where he shot that guy, and this is where we shot that guy. I, yeah! He got um, drunk and picked a fight with that guy.
1: Honestly, I'd be like, here's his, here was his journey up the river until he got to Alabama, like, what's going on? got shot. Yeah, he got shot. Like, here's where the Navy pulled up. Like, <laughs>
0: All right, here is what I am thinking: riverboat gambling cruise, all the booze and guns you could want.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean it's gonna the insurance will be through the roof, but <laughs> it'll be a good time. Oh, uh, but that's fucking wild. So that's my story. I thought you guys would really enjoy this particular OG Florida man.
2: I've got to be honest yeah. with you. I did. I did enjoy. Yeah, it. I, like, I yeah. feel
1: like every every part of the story was like a new twist. Yeah. Yeah, like it
0: was one of those things where like you kept telling the story and I was like, How's this dude gonna one up it? And I was like, Oh, that that's how I am afraid. I
1: am <laughs> for... scared of him.
2: I mean, dear. I am afraid
0: of a man who has been dead for like fifty uh, sorry, like eighty years. Uh,
1: no no, he's it? been he's been dead for like a hundred and twenty.
0: Well, I'm still very afraid of him. His ghost will haunt me.
1: His ghost is still in Alabama. We're
2: sticking to the fact that we're bad at math. Oh, (laughs) yes. Unapologetically
1: bad at math.
2: Now we will skip ahead to our baby boy, Zach. Zach, Sweet, sweet baby boy. He's such a sweet, Um, sweet
0: baby boy. So, funny enough, my story also comes from 1930s. And is also in a Florida key. So the story that I have comes from the bygone era of the Great Depression. uh, But more specifically, it is about the part of the Great Depression that we somewhat love. And and that's mobsters. So we're going to talk about a very famous mobster, or at least a semi-famous mobster, uh, who was prevalent in, you know, the kind of lower part of the country like again we're from new england here so we talk mostly about the big italian mobs in new york and things like that or then you have you know al capone over in chicago but we're going to talk about uh meyer lansky mm-hmm. so meyer lansky is a who was a famous uh, accountant which before it meant having an only fans it meant being a bookkeeper for the mob
1: <laughs> that's really good so
0: Lansky, thank you, thank you, I'm taking my bows. Uh, Lansky was involved in the Jewish mob, of all things, for most of his life. And he was also an associate of Charles Lucky Luciano, which, that name should absolutely ring a bell if you know anything about mobsters. Uh, The two of them were actually vital in the founding of the National Crime Syndicate, which is fucking wild to me. So, this guy's a pretty big deal. Just to give a little bit of an account of kind of how big of a deal he is nearly 50 years uh, as a member and participant of the or of organized crime uh he was never found guilty of anything more serious other than illegal gambling i think he spent like 16 weeks in jail total a hero and he was one of the most financially successful mobsters in american history before he fled cuba because he went to cuba for a little bit his estimated net worth was $20 million in 1930s, so today that's closer to $55.5 million.
1: Oh, is that all?
0: Is that all. So the dude was fucking rolling in it. Oh, Dude's nice. like, I got money coming
2: out of my ass. Yeah, no yeah. shit. He's like, oh, you need toilet paper? Uh, here's 100
1: I don't know how much things cost.
0: I I don't know how much things cost. Go wipe your ass with the bills. Um, So I'm going to give a great account of just kind of how much wealth this man had. Lansky makes most of his money in gambling, which is absolutely illegal.
1: (laughs) That is a big no.
0: A big no-no, but when you're a mobster, I guess who the fuck gives a shit?
1: No, that's true. That's accurate. (laughs) And he
0: also was, you know, this is also the during the time of the Great Depression and the Prohibition era. So yeah, no one's giving a shit about anything when it comes to doing bad things because you still want to get drunk and you still want to play cards. So I guess we're gonna go turn to the mobsters for that. Uh, So one of Lansky's casinos in question and the one I'm going to be talking about today is called The Plantation.
2: Okay. Already not a fan of the name.
0: Yeah, already not a fan of the name. 1930s again, we're going to say it. History is pretty racist. History is pretty
2: racist, guys.
0: So, The Plantation Casino is located currently right near where like North Beach is and the the Florida Keys around that area. One day, well, Lansky is kind of doing his mobster thing and you know, taking care of the books and probably putting a hit or two out. Cannot confirm whether that is accurate or not. But he's doing his mobster shit. He's in the back room smoking his cigars, drinking his illegal booze, hanging out.
1: Yeah, maybe smoking, maybe smoking a joint. We don't know.
0: We don't know. I don't know his preferences. I didn't live back then. So he ends up getting word that this court order is going to be coming his way because apparently the city kind of gets wise to his operations. I mean it's not so subtle. Like gambling is illegal and they're kind of flaunting it because they're like we've paid off everyone we need to in order to do whatever the fuck we want. But some upstart who wanted to get some glory is like, well, we're going to serve him like a cease and desist kind of deal to stop his illegal gambling.
1: Dude, can you imagine the balls on someone who like sends a cease and desist to That's a, letter a fucking main the
2: character move right there. That kid is the main character. Like he shows up, he shows up in a corrupt town, and he's like, "It's like, oh, you can't do that. This motherfucker's paying everybody off." And this guy goes, "I'll show you." And but it, he's yeah, not paying me off. And it turns out that I can't do a Floridian accent, so Boston was the best that I could.
0: I don't even know what the fuck a Floridian accent sounds like. I Um, lived with a guy from Florida for most of my time in college, and I couldn't tell you what the fuck a Floridian accent sounds like. Just
1: angry gator slapping.
0: (laughs) Just angry gator slapping. That's what a Floridian accent sounds like, sure. Oh, man. So, the guy in question, whose name I don't even have because it's not even recalled, is not the main character of this story. The main character of this story is Mm Myers-Lansky, and he always will be. Mm -hmm. Because what is a Jewish mobster with a problem with civics going to do about the fact that his illegal casino is going to be shut down?
2: Blow
3: up. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer.
2: Oh, my God. Why was I so close to the right answer?
0: Because we're too good at history now. We've beaten the history game. All right, guys. We've
2: we've got an A-plus in history. We're going home.
0: That's it. The final project's over. Everybody go home for the semester. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, he absolutely levels the entire casino. Just fucking hits the button on the TNT and is like, all right, I'm done here. See you later. But that's not the best part. He goes and builds a casino right next to the casino that he just leveled (laughs) the balls
1: honestly the
0: absolute balls
1: he's like because fuck you guys
0: fuck you guys but the best part about this fuck you is he does it with both middle fingers because he buys the land within spitting distance of the original building and erects the exact same casino top to bottom exactly the same as it was before on this new lot
1: god he's such a hero
0: do you know why that's absolutely a ballsy move and the main character move of all? Okay,
2: but, like, you're gonna tell me. You're gonna tell me why. But why?
0: Because it's just outside the jurisdiction of the oh city that was gonna serve him. up. god. A hero. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. So this guy's just like, you want to put a stop to what I'm doing? Fine. I'll blow it up and just do it again with blackjack and hookers. And that is an accurate statement. Amazing. And he's like, I
1: already had them.
0: I already <laughs> had the blackjack and hookers, but I'm going to do it right under your, right in your face where you can't fucking get me. This is the greatest.
1: Yeah. Honestly, everyone, everyone who's like a villain or like a criminal in Florida, like unapologetic.
0: It is beautiful. Like again, I'm a huge fan of like mobster stories second only to, like, pulp noir detective shit, but this is the greatest fuck you I have ever seen from a mobster, and there's a lot of good fuck yous from mobsters. The guy's just like, all right, cool, I'm gonna do it again, because I have enough money to not only level the first building, but to build a second one right next to it, that's the exact same thing.
1: It's just, like, honestly very impressive. Like, it's the stuff that we all wish we could do, but we just don't.
2: If I had enough yeah. fuck you money, I'd destroy my parents' house and build another one directly next to it.
1: Yeah, same.
2: I I wouldn't, but yeah, I you're saying you probably wouldn't want to blow up your parents' house, but it's like. Why
0: would you spend your money on going into space for 11 seconds when you could build an illegal casino, blow it up, and build a second illegal casino outside the jurisdiction of the pe- place that was going to stop you from building an illegal casino? To oh, not sure
2: even become an has, astronaut. Really. The whole point of going to space is to become <laughs> an astronaut, and these motherfuckers didn't even do that.
0: This guy is an but astronaut. this guy,
2: record, <laughs> this guy went to the fucking moon. <laughs> Took it to the fucking moon. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, the
0: new place ends up kind of getting renamed colloquially as the farm, but it opens right up. Everything goes back to the way it oh was. Good, at
2: least they changed the name. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> right. They changed the name.
1: What was the first name? The plantation. He's plantation? Yeah, like plantation V two.
2: I was gonna say, hmm. The guy was like,
1: I mean, I guess
0: I it got has my, some negative
2: know, connotations. Maybe we had some negative the name. connotations.
0: Lansky's just sitting there in his chair with a bunch of fucking cigar smoke around him, being like, "What are we gonna name the second place? Hmm, let me think about it. What's the less race, less the less racist version of the same thing we just had? The farm."
1: Then yeah. <laughs> everyone everyone starts clapping.
2: Amazing. Yeah, because he had a shotgun pointed. Yeah, and right. And clapping, exactly. motherfuckers. Exactly. That's crazy. But yeah.
1: That's,
0: it was a little bit of a shorter story because it was just too good not to say something.
2: No, for sure. Yeah,
0: but at the same time, I was like, I just wanted to show off the ballsiest move ever done by a Florida man. I'm not taking any questions. <laughs> and that's saying a lot, by the way.
1: I know, considering I just told my story. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Face down the Navy.
2: Oh, man. If you want to he hear it. He didn't face down the Navy. He ran he away. He ran away from the Navy. That, okay, that's Coward. Rare. Coward.
1: Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Absolute
2: coward. If you guys want to hear something fucking crazy, though, let me tell you about this. Ooh. I'm prepared. In the far-off year of our Lord, 1877, the star of my story was born in Dresden, Germany. Mm -hmm. He was christened Georg Karl Tanzler, and the rest, as they say, is history. Georg. I'm kidding, we haven't even gotten to the juiciest part. So he has a pretty storied past, which I didn't really bother delving into because, for my story, it doesn't fucking matter. Uh, but he ends up getting bounced around Australia for a bit during World War One and ends up as a prisoner of war for a little bit of time. Um, but as I sounds mentioned, like a shitty gig, yeah, no, like it's it's not fun. Um, but he had been studying medicine for a wee bit, and he returns to Germany in the year. 1920 and he ends up marrying a woman named doris schaefer but seven years after returning to germany he takes a job as a radiology technician at a u.s marine hospital located in (gasps) key west florida
1: florida florida
2: (laughs) are you guys sensing a theme here Listeners, fucking pick up what we're putting down.
0: Can I also uh, just say that we unintentionally all did stories from the 1930s? Yeah,
2: no, crazy. Um, We also unintentionally did stories all about Florida. No, that was very intentional.
0: (laughs) We picked that on purpose. So
2: he takes this job at the U.S. Marine Hospital located in sunny Key West, Florida. And uh, instead of going by uh, Carl... He goes by Carl von Kossel, due to him believing that he had a distant relation to a Countess von Kossel. In fact, he even went so far at a certain point to call himself Count von Kossel, but we won't get into that too much. Okay, but I have one question. Sure, what's up? Did he also don a green cloak and an iron
0: mask and just be like, I am Von Doom? No. Because that would have been way better. No,
2: I don't think he did that. Mainly because okay, I don't well, think Von Doom had been written yet. But like, No, he hadn't. But I'm going to say he's the inspiration. Okay, cool. Fair enough. Um, so anyways, on April 22nd of uh, the year 1930, whilst working as a radiology tech, Carl meets a woman. This woman is named Maria Elena Milagro de Hoyos. Oh my god. Okay. But she goes by Helen. Oh. What, what a boring change up. <laughs> I'm sorry. What a fucking Why? boring
0: change up. I'm going to
2: say it. I, I'm,
0: you know what? There's the heat. There's the, the fucking hot take. The hot take it's of boring. the episode.
2: Uh, uh, if your name like, has that many names in it, go by one of the other ones. Um, I don't Could know, and Maria? In, my, in my research, it didn't say why she was called Helen, but maybe I didn't dig deep enough. It's important to note that, like, the research that I was following called her Elena, but for the purpose of the humor, I am going to call her Helen through the rest of this. Great. Everyone's taking different names, and now I'm just confused.
0: So, <laughs>
2: so... She gets brought to the clinic where or the hospital where this gentleman is working and he recognizes her instantly as a woman that he had been prophesized to love. Oh know. fuck. No. So, no. fun fact, when I said that he was distantly related to a countess, I left out the part where he had nightly visions of this countess von Kossel. Telling him that the love of his life would be a dark haired woman. And that's it. That's That's it. not a
0: lot to go that on. That really is. I'm just no. saying.
2: Especially because this motherfucker already has a wife.
0: Um, I mean, here's what I'll say what's up? in the immortal words of my favorite, one of my favorite characters, yeah. Ron Swanson. Yeah. I, too, like breakfast foods and dark-haired women. However, (laughs) that's not
2: enough to go on, man. It really really is not. But in this moment where Helen is brought into his clinic, he recognizes her as the dark-haired woman who is meant to be his love. However, unfortunately... I just, like, I
1: don't know how to feel about this.
2: Yeah. Uncomfortable. That's how you feel about Yeah, no, definitely feel uncomfortable. Feel less uncomfortable than you did when you were talking about a story about a woman that would shove bits of animal up her, but feel, like, <laughs> a little bit more uncomfortable than... You know what? I don't even... I can't... We can't make comparisons right now. Um,
1: very uncomfortable with the, uh, the energy we've created <laughs> in, the in the studio today. <laughs> um, okay,
2: so Helen, unfortunately for Carl, had been brought in with tuberculosis which at the time of this recording is you know slightly safer but at his time was pretty much a death sentence and in fact had killed most of helen's family
0: that yeah that's rough
2: yeah it is pretty rough um but since carl believed this woman to be the love of his life he was determined to save her so he tried a ton of different techniques, experimental, he did some x-ray, x-ray work, um, he did some stuff with, like, electroshock, uh, but he did this all for convenience uh, at her home so that she could stay where she was comfortable and all this stuff. Uh, but at, So here's my thing. Yeah, go for it. I can't tell
0: if this is just a creepy dude being a creepy dude or Mm -hmm. if it's the next plot for a lifetime movie hey so
2: Uh, here's the thing i'm gonna give you an answer to that before the end of this story uh because he along with treating her tuberculosis or attempting to treat her tuberculosis he was showering her in gifts and jewels every time that he came to visit now, well, I mean,
0: he has a count. He can afford it. Yeah, no.
2: I mean... A or, count, or he's pretending account. to be a count. One! One Jewel! <laughs> uh, yes! Two! Two Jewels! That's, uh, that's uh, the uh. reference we needed in this episode. Um, so anyways, he's bringing her gifts, Jewels, and on at least one occasion, uh, he professed his love for her.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Now... That sounds right. As a as a beginning to an answer to your question, Zach on no occasion, did Helen Mm -hmm. reciprocate?
0: Okay. Yeah. So create or it's also, I do want to apologize for my outburst. I have stuffed
2: count count back into my trench coat. Okay. Thanks so much. So yeah, she didn't reciprocate, but I don't know. I didn't dig for like forever for this, but it's just reported that, there's no record. There's no record of her having uh, set it back. Okay.
0: So he's just coming on he, to her. He's being coming like, on. I'm your so doctor. Strong. This isn't a role play. I'm about it. And she's like, "Get the fuck away from me! I'm dying of tuberculosis." Hey, baby,
2: are you dying of tuberculosis? Because if so, call me McDreamy. Stop it. <laughs> Um, so however, Drop it right there despite <laughs> despite his best efforts, Helen dies of tuberculosis, and Carl, oh, yeah. who is distraught, of course, gets permission from the family to pay for uh the funeral and after paying for the funeral, he also commissions an above ground mausoleum for her um Carl would visit often and then he uh mm-hmm Oh, Zach! If you were waiting for the the answer to your question, it's coming up right here. Um, oh boy! He, I, I uh, thought it was already, I thought it was creepy already, no. but now you're telling me it gets creepier. Yeah, no. So he did what all people would do in his situation. Mm-hmm. He dug up her body and brought it back to his house to live with for seven years.
1: Okay. Fuck. You know, some people some people grieve in different ways.
2: Yeah, no, that's for not sure. grieving,
0: that's trying to be like, oh cool, I'm a mad scientist, this is a horror movie. Yeah. And uh yeah, 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 it yeah. went from a lifetime movie to a horror movie and soups, I'm
2: Soup's quick. Carl soup's quick. Yeah. Carl, Carl, that kills people. Um Carl, <laughs> that's
1: <laughs> Illegal exhumation!
2: So, uh, yeah, if you want to hear more about illegal exhumations, go to uh, Tonight the News. That's true. Mm.
1: Unapologetically plugging our other podcasts. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. For sure. I mean... Free advertising, If if you're (laughs) listening to us here, listen to the other shit that we do. Um, Yeah. So, but Carl, as I mentioned, would visit her often, and while he was visiting her, much like he used to get fucking, you know visions of a countess telling him uh about his love he would see visions of helen uh and she would sing to him but she would often tell him to take her home so yeah, one day yeah, he's sort great. of just like you know what i'm going to do that and i just want to mm-hmm. state for the record before i get added which i haven't been added anytime that i've told people not to at me so but like this is direct from the wikipedia um i just want out- to source of all trusted information yeah for, for, for all hail the great wikipedia all hail uh i just want to say that this is ripped directly from wikipedia but these are all the steps that he took to keep this decaying body together so tanzler attached the corpse's body to or bones together with piano wire and fitted the face with glass eyes Oh, no! Oh, oh, Megan, just give me a breather and let me get through the rest of this.
1: Okay, I'm sorry. As
2: the skin of the corpse decomposed, Mm Tansler replaced it with silk cloth soaked in wax and plaster of Paris. As the hair fell out of Elena's decomposing scalp, Tansler fashioned a wig from her hair which he Mm -hmm. had previously obtained from her mother. Mm -hmm. Tansler filled the corpse's abdominal and chest cavity with rags to keep the original form. He dressed Elena's remains in stockings, jewelry, and gloves, and kept the body in his bed. Tansler oh. also used copious amounts of perfume, disinfectants, and preserving agents to mask the odor and forestall the effects of the corpse's decomposition.
1: You know what I'm going
0: to ask. So... What? Oh, you ask first. Go for it. Ask it. Ask
1: did he, it. Did he... You know.
0: Don't ask that. Don't ask that question. I don't want to know.
2: Megan. Megan. In all of the yeah. research that I did... That question is the one that will haunt me forever. Oh no Because no, 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 it is no, 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 never no, 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 answered. Oh, okay no.
0: Okay, so here's the thing. I would rather not know. I'd rather be ignorant to the to the everything than to be like, yeah, this dude fucks corpses. Hey, I don't
2: here's, e- here's my best guess. He fucked that corpse.
0: He oh, fucked the corpse. No, he he fucked the corpse and we know it. Oh.
1: We know it. History can't hide this.
2: He fucked History the History doesn't want to hide it. We know it. it. Yeah. So no. I apologize, Katy Perry. No, no, we can't go any Cherry further from No, Mel no, stop hide. it. Stop. Stop? Stop. Nope. What? I, that's the remix I don't that's want That's the remix ever to Katy Perry's I Kissed a Girl that no one asked for. Um, um, Zach, you had a question. For
0: it? I just wanted to say that this went from Lifetime movie to horror
2: movie to, f- you know, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. It went from zero to a hundred pretty fucking quick.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, it's Florida. It goes from zero to a hundred real quick. The temperature is ridiculous. Yeah, for sure. I digress. It still is like, I I, I am so... Thanks, Matt. I can't sleep tonight. Sorry, buddy. I mean, it's a great story. It's not a great story. It's, it's a fucked up story, but it's a good... I can't even say it's a good story. I don't know what adjective to use to describe this story, but this story is fucking something, okay? I'm really sorry, buddy.
1: I, I don't saw apologize. prophecies of a girl, and I liked it. <laughs> no! <laughs>
2: oh, either way, like... <sighs> Hey, so I mean, the only hair. thing that's really worse than that is the fact that Helen's sister was the one that an in, eventually found her body in this man's house, oh, and then the only like, thing that's hey. worse than that is that her body was then brought to a museum to be put on display before, of course, it before was. eventually being uh, put back into. The ground Why did they
1: why did they put it on display? Well,
2: probably because it looked like an old school blow up doll by oh. the time that he was done <laughs> with her. God. I Okay.
0: I both do and do not want to see pictures. I will because, send a picture um, in the
2: Discord just for you. So here's, here's the thing. The thing. Nope.
1: Men are gross.
2: Yeah, for sure.
0: Well, yes, but what I'm saying is I think that people in general are gross, not because of the exact story, but, like, because the infatuation with the macabre that, like, tends to happen with us. We are fascinated by death because we ultimately know that it will consume us. Sorry to go existential on everybody's ass, but it's the truth. Don't fucking at me. Or do. I got thick skin. However i digress because it's this again infatuation with death where we have this preserved and i'm using that term loosely corpse so we all
1: I'm we all want to go see it very loosely
0: very very loosely you
1: know i didn't think preserved would be a, a term that we had to use loosely and yet here we are
0: and yet but here's the other thing i want to say after the guy in the motorcycle who's an asshole goes past my window.
1: Mm-hmm. Standard.
0: Rum, 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 rum. Congratulations. You need a new muffler. Anyway.
1: Congrats. Uh,
0: what I want to say is the fact that. Do you want ghosts? Because this is how we get ghosts. Oh, Let yeah, the fucking awesome. woman sleep. That's the awesome. ultimate sleep. Yeah.
2: So, uh. To Megan's point about, like, how many people probably saw her. Corpse at that point. I think she mentioned that a little bit ago, before the existential rant. Uh, also, I'm looking at this picture. 6,800 people. 6,800 people whole saw whole her, people. saw her body in a museum before she was then put back into the ground. I'm looking at this corpse, and it does not even look like a person. Yeah, no, not at all.
1: No, um, it's very scary.
0: It is. It is nightmare fuel. It is, um, for sure. My dear listeners, our dear listeners, dear listeners together, don't look up the picture of this corpse, because you too will be scarred forever. Forever.
1: I kissed a girl. Okay,
2: relax. <laughs> no. <laughs> we definitely yeah, don't no. want to kiss this girl. Um, but yeah, that's yeah. my story about uh, this guy who we're pretty sure fucked a corpse.
0: Yeah, we're pretty and, sure. And, I mean, I'm I'm 99.9% sure. If I was in Vegas, I'd put money on the corpse fucking, which is yeah, I would
2: terrifying and sad. Listen, he
1: knew how history would remember him.
0: I don't think he did. I thought he was a crazy guy who thought he had visions of a countess that he was not related to, but he claimed he was related to, and a woman with the loosest description I have ever heard, ever, of a human being... And then decided to keep a corpse in his fucking room. Ah!
1: She's like, he's like, she got hair. She the one.
0: She, it's all about the. Is it the woman I've had visions of, or is it L'Oreal?
2: <laughs> Maybe it's Maybelline.
0: Maybe it's Maybelline.
2: Ah! Anyways, so that's my sorry for that gross noise. So but... that's my. So story. wait,
1: my last, my last thing is so I, we, we all have Florida men.
0: Yeah. Yes.
1: And mine was, you know, Florida, Florida man terrorizes town and the federal government ha- it has to be called in. That was my headline. Yeah. Um, what what would your headline be about your Florida Ooh. man? Oh, for me? Yeah. For both of you. I, OK. I'm just yeah. Curious. Um,
2: Zach, you go for it first. Oh, uh, put, way wait, put me on the spot. I know. Here. I'm yeah, sorry.
1: But, I'm... but you so the stipulation is you have to start with Florida man.
0: Florida man blows up local hotel and blows off local government.
1: Oh, nice. Nice. All right.
0: Florida
2: man fucks a corpse. (laughs)
1: That's honestly short, sweet to the point. That's all I needed. Uh, Nailed
0: it in one. Nailed it in one. Got it.
2: Nailed it it in uh, one.
0: one. Got
1: it.
2: All right. No more questions Um, asked. As we detailed at the beginning of the episode, my two lovely co stars have to leave for prior engagements, so we're going to keep this one short and sweet. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you again to our sponsor, Death Roll Apparel, for, first of all, the apparel. Secondly, inspiring us to do some research on some crazy fucking Florida men. Um, We will be back at you next time in two weeks time with another crazy fucking episode but until then I have but one question and that, and what is that? question is my dear Zachary, darling boy sweet sweet Zachary yes. my favorite oh. boy that question I... is <laughs> I don't like it what the fuck history history
0: If you like what you hear from the Triumvirate Productions and What the Fuck History, we encourage you to tell a friend. We don't pay for any ads, so the best way to get us out there is to talk to other people about us. You can find us on Facebook at the Triumvirate Productions, on Twitter at triumvirate underscore pod, and on Instagram at the underscore triumvirate underscore productions